This time on episode 486 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we discuss Loki Season 2, Episode 1, Ouroboros. This podcast was recorded during the 2023 sag After strike. Without the labor of the actors currently on strike, the series being covered here would not exist. I'm Stephen John Drew from Better Podcasting, a podcast about podcasting part of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find fantastic geeky shows at gunnageeknetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for a scheduled debriefing. I'm Agent Michelle. I'm Agent Chris. And I'm producer of the show, Director SP. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. This show is recorded on Sunday, October 8th, 2023 at a very special time. Thank you very much to my co-host for being very understanding. We're live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast TVA-wide, I guess, still. Come and join our live chat as we record. And if you didn't already catch on to it, we like talking about Marvel. Because if it's okay with everybody, we'd really like to keep our skin. If you'd like to talk to us about skincare, you can visit our website, LegendsofShield.com. If you feel like you need to convince us why we should keep our skin, even though we just said we wanted to keep it anyway, give us a call at 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. You can debate about skin on our Discord server at gunnageek.com slash Discord. And don't forget that Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the gunnageek.com network, where at least some of us like to decorate our skin. As long as you still have the skin to decorate. Like, it's still on you. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely like that. Okay. I'm already planning on getting the next one. Okay. I mean, tattoos are okay, but I'm just, I'm feeling the theme of the episode of the skin, like, melting off, and I just, I feel, I need to clarify, we're talking about skin still on a person. Oh, maybe you are. I'm going to get a whole new skin suit so I can have more room for more tattoos. Is it going to be an Edgar suit? <laughs> maybe. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> All right. I don't know about you guys, but I went back and I watched the entirety of Loki season one before I watched the first episode of season two. It was an epic rewatch. It took six months covering three episodes per day. It was just an intensive thing. And I'm glad to be talking about season two right now. I did a rewatch as well. It helped. How many months did it take you? It took me three days. Wow. Were you like watching it 24-7 on like 2.5 speed or something like that? It was six episodes. Oh. Huh. I wonder what I watched then, because what I watched was definitely longer than six episodes. No, no, no. I'm just joking. Yes, six episodes. It was an easy watch before I watched this, and I'm so glad I did. Chris, did you immerse yourself again, or did you just launch right into season two? I just launched right into season two because I'm a monster, and uh, this kind of snuck up on me. All right. Well, let's just launch in to our discussion on season two of Loki. 
Loki season two, episode one, Our Burrows, premiered on Disney Plus on October 5th, 2023. Michelle, you had an epic time trying to find a description for this week, but you did. So let's hear it. According to Disney Plus, the description of Ouroboros is Loki finds himself lost to time and torn, quite literally, between past, present, and future. All right. Well, since this is the TVA and we're talking Loki, and the main theme was time and variance and stuff like that, let's talk about when. Let's talk about the how this is happening within the MCU, or is it not happening within the MCU, or just, you know, time and universes and stuff. Time. Michelle, please enlighten me. I watched this twice and I'm glad I watched it again because I was reminded that the TVA exists in its own little bubble, even though there's time branches happening. And Loki's ending up in the past first off. And then I'm like, well, if he's ending up in the past, how come nobody remembers meeting him? And then we learn about mind memory wiping. And it seems as though that's happened a lot. So we see Loki in the past because he ends up crashing in poor Casey, having that thing drop, cracking the floor. And then when he's in the present, he sees the crack and he slowly type kinds of realize how he's time slipping, which is not possible, according to everyone in the TVA. Kind of makes me wonder if time slipping has always been possible in the TVA and they've just been mind wiped about this. I was kind of in the same boat a little bit as Michelle and then just realized, you know, I don't care when this takes place because it's obviously after Endgame and beyond that, I don't think it really matters much or at least it hasn't shown me why it matters much yet when it's taking place. But just Loki slipping in and out of whens and if it's different universes and what all is going on. And this is just going to be so much fun trying to get everything in an order. This series has been a little bit different for Marvel Studios and Disney Plus. It's different from behind the scenes. You really don't have a dedicated showrunner. Kate Heron directed most of season one. I think she directed all six episodes of season one, actually. And when she left the series, a lot of the duties transferred on to other people as you would have had to in order to do a season two. You had Eric Martin, who was a writer of some of the episodes in season one. He basically took over the main writing duties for season two. And he had some of the directors, which we have seen in Moon Knight, that came over to direct most of these episodes with Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Without a dedicated showrunner, it's difficult to point your finger on who exactly is in charge. However, I will say that I think, and this is just my opinion, that Tom Hiddleston himself is basically showrunning from the creative side of things because he knows Loki. He's got the master class on Loki. He, he really does. He has Loki for Marvel Studios. So I think he's got most of the creative bend behind the season and even co-writing some of the episodes from what i've heard 
So we'll see how this season goes with Tom basically being the main character in front of the camera as well as behind the camera. And we'll see how it goes. And this particular episode is kind of fun and terrifying at the same time because he had this time slipping going on. And yet it looked so painful. I mean, it looked like he was being torn apart every single time. He had no control over it. He was going back and forth and everything. And this time slipping is new. And it's like, wow, what are you doing, Marvel? You're doing something different. Something that's keeping my attention. I like it. Part of me is, I wonder, where does this fit in the whole Kang thing? Is this a primer? Those were my first thoughts. But now I'm just, you know what? I'm going to enjoy it. To enjoy it. I know Kang is part of it, obviously. Loki was able to take the pruning stick and take it to the wall and go, look, these, this is the person. He doesn't know the name yet. You know, he just knows he who remains is the one in charge. And he was able to expose that literally with the stick. And it's like, okay, this guy is part of it. Does it matter what his name is? Does it matter in the big scheme of things? I don't know. And really, after watching it again, I'm like, I just want to see Loki and, Mobi and Mobius hot for Sylvie. I know it's kind of like, again, but also figure out everything else that's going on, like, especially with Renslayer. And I, I'm sure we're going to talk about Renslayer in a little bit. We will indeed, because if you don't recall, at the end of season two, she went off into her little time portal and said to Mobius that she was leaving to find free will. And as we discover throughout everything, including the recordings that Loki unearths, is that Renslayer and Mobius, or Renslayer and He sh Who Shall Not Remain, what was his title again? He Who he Remains. He Who Remains. That Loki, or not Loki, I'm so screwed up this morning. So that Renslayer and He Who Remains were actually working hand in hand, according to the recording, as things were going on. So you really had a intricate story, and she's just gone at the moment. She didn't even show up in this episode. We don't even know what happened with her. Yeah, her just being missing, I think, was a nice touch here. Because you've just got the aftermath of everything that's going on. You have everybody trying to figure out why is Loki able to time slip? What is real with all of, I, I want to say Time Lords because I'm thinking about Doctor Who way too much. Um, everything that the TVA has taught them is wrong, but is it really wrong? And just trying to figure out who is being good and who's being bad because you don't really have a dedicated group of like this class of people this group of people are the good guys it's just it's literally a person by person thing and i don't think it's fair to go on any further chris without talking about jonathan majors because i think this was filmed before his legal troubles happen jonathan majors of course played he who 
remains and he chewed up the scenery pretty good in that last episode the last couple episodes i think actually of season one and i don't know where he fits into this anymore the actor not the character disney really hasn't made a formal statement on what they are planning to do with the future here so it's just kind of awkward watching this and is this indeed just kind of a side quest for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or is this going to have impact to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I think it's the former rather than the later, but I don't know. I mean, one thing that Disney does have going for them is that they've already set this up as a character with a ton of different variants, and we saw the giant group of all those variants back in season one. So you could very easily just put another actor in there and, okay, this is the one we're going to roll with. And he just happens to look different, just like Sylvie looks different from Loki. So that part works. But you did have all that Jonathan Majors inspired architecture here in episode one. And I mean, I'm not going to judge anything by it now. I know that you have to tie it into the story. or I mean, your only other option is to pull like a fresh prince with with it, and you know when you get your new Aunt Viv, you just kind of roll with it, never address it ever. Well, as you mentioned, Kang can come in different shapes and sizes and forms, so we could have Alligator Kang. I would be all for that. That would be funny. Or you can just pull a roadie. We've had that before, where boy, he looks different now. And no one mentions it. I was so glad to see Sylvie in this episode. We kind of see her twice, right? We see her pretty much saving Loki. And then we see her in 1982. I don't know what multiverse she's in, but she's definitely ordering some McDonald's because she wants to sample all of it. And I'm just going to tell you right away, Sylvie, if you're watching that waistline, sampling the entire menu of McDonald's is probably not the best thing for you. Although if you want to just get a taste of everything. I mean, you really only need one hamburger and chicken nuggets. That pretty much covers the whole menu. There's a different taste between a hamburger and a cheeseburger and a Big Mac and a quarter. They all have their own taste. Mad, it's close enough for her. She'll be fine. I like, though, how everything we just mentioned had a face. It's interesting how she doesn't realize that chicken nuggies don't come from something that has a face. Oh, see, I took that completely as like how sometimes you'll get fish served and it still has the head on it. So she just didn't want anything that still had a face. But part of that is because I was arguing with Kaylee about seafood yesterday and just telling her how silly it is that she won't eat it. Well, that's an interesting discussion, Michelle. So like with Taco Bell, they, they literally have something called Taco Bell meat filler. Is that from something with a face or is that like, plant well you just said filler so deity only knows where that comes from Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure i have no documented proof one way or the other but i just i guess i have the perception that mcdonald's has gone the same way and that they don't have 100 percent beef patties that it's filler as someone who has recently stopped at mcdonald's for who knows why kind of reasons it definitely does not taste the same as when I was a kid, but I'm also however many years older, so I don't know 
if it's just a me taste buds changing kind of issue. So I noticed your background, by the way, for those that are just listening to the audio, they might not know this. I noticed your background is entirely Loki themed. You got a, a picture of Loki with a green background on your green screen. And I have to ask you, since you said you recently stopped at McDonald's, while you were there, did you happen to pick up a shamrock shake? I did not. No, no, no fail. Hashtag I have my fail. new car. I don't want to get it messed up. I'm, I eat like a drunk three-year-old. Loki doesn't care if you have a new car or an old car. He just wants you to have green. It's in his theme. I was wearing a green shirt. We'll just have to deal with it. If you were wearing a green shirt, what are you worried about spilling on? It would have been green. But then there's the pants. I'm worried about my new car. It's still clean. You should make your new car green. Loki would approve. Well, Loki's not exactly rocking the green and Loki. I I noticed that he, you know, he's running around with his, uh, you know, shoulder harness for the sword that goes on the back, right? And there's no sword in it, right? I'm like, do you really want to keep the harness on? I mean, it's like his suit, right? He's suiting up with the harness, but he doesn't have a sword. With it. So it's like, I don't, I, would you drop it? But this is actually happening right after he gets kicked. I mean, he gets kicked through the time thing. And he's, remember at the end of last season, he immediately goes to Mo- Mobius. Mobius is like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. And they call, call the agents right. to and the library. Yeah. He's been running in that outfit for some time. I feel for him because who knows when the man was able to take a shower and change his clothes because he ended up chasing Sylvie from the hurricane place into the, yeah, started following her, went to that planet that almost crashed into the moon. Lamentous. Yeah. Then he got pruned. Then he went and confronted and then he had to do all of this. So he really hasn't had a time to contemplate his wardrobe. His power is conjuring, right? So he could just conjure up a new wardrobe. He hasn't had time to think about conjuring. <sighs> I would think it would be second nature for him, but okay. I will allow it. Chris, you can allow it? If you get rid of the shoulder harness, then where are you going to put your sword when you find it? In your pants. In your belt. Ouch. Insert inappropriate joke here. See the belt at the side of the did you ever play like pirates when you were a kid? You put the wooden thing in your belt? No. No, we put them down the back of our shirts. Ouch. All right. Did you guys like the episode? Yes. Would you say though that it is the best first episode of any of the Disney Plus series? I think WandoVision had a pretty good first episode. That's cheating because this is a first episode of a second season. And this is the first Disney Plus to have a second season. You just accused Chris of cheating. Yes, I did. Chris, (gasps) any response? (laughs) I'm not cheating. You're cheating. Well, did any uh, other series on Disney Plus have short rounded? Our data. Depends on when you first met him. Yes, we got to talk about OB. Yay, we're going to talk about OB. What do you got? It's so amazing 
you just enter that room and he just descends from the ceiling. And it's interesting how he can be serious yet optimistically curious all at the same time. And just so matter of fact, talk fast, but you still understand everything that he says. You learned that he wrote the manual and he's just like the time loom. Don't you know about the time loom? And everybody's like, what are you talking about? And it's like in the manual, it's on the desk of everyone. And he tosses it. I'm wondering how many takes it took for Hiddle to catch the book. Because I don't, I mean, I know they're all talented, but I don't know just how many times that took. It would be an interesting behind the scenes. But knowing he's been there for hundreds of years, because he knows he hasn't seen Mobius for 400 years, he's all down there by himself, no sleep, doesn't get his memory erased, because apparently the repairs and advancement department just exists in its own little bubble inside of a bubble is so fascinating. And they got the right actor to do it. Yeah. Like, I think that why he doesn't get his memory erased. Now, this is just me pulling things out of thin air here is that he is so focused on keeping up with the work that they're not worried about if he knows things and what he knows and, you know, if he's going to repair things, he probably want to make sure you don't accidentally erase the thing that makes sure that he knows how to repair it. Plus, if it's off the beaten path, you'll notice too that Mobius hit that elevator button with his foot, which I completely took as we don't want to, I just going to make sure that they can't fingerprint, see who it is that hit the button to go down there just in case. But just the way he's down there, I think it sums it up perfectly is uh, no time slipping isn't allowed to happen. It can't happen, but it did. Okay. I can't figure out why that's true, but it's true now, I guess. So let's roll with it. Yeah. He played both his 400 year old self and the original self, you know, very well, two different styles, two different makeups, you know, wardrobes and everything. He at least I know he hasn't gotten sleep, but at least he's had a chance to, you know, change his clothes or at least evolve his clothes over time. So, yeah, OP was I think he's a great addition to the season. I don't know how many more times we're going to get to see him. I hope we get to see him again. But he was a good part of the episode. I was kind of wondering what all this time slipping really means in terms of the plot. And I think it was just a MacGuffin to get the time stream stable because as we left in season one everything was blown up right so i think this was just a MacGuffin to get it stable however i won't rule out that we'll see more time slipping in the future it's just way too convenient of a thing to just magically get somebody to a different spot that you need them to be in to completely get rid of it and i think we're working up toward the future that Loki saw because that's where first time we see Sylvie and she's like, oh, that's where you are. And then he gets pruned. I would like to throw this out there. I would really like to know, SP, what your thought about this is. All of a sudden, Loki gets pruned while he's looking at Sylvie and we don't see who's pruning him. I'm wondering, do you think it's future Mobius because Loki's going to tell current Mobius what happened and Mobius is going to have the memory 
that Loki needs to get pruned at a particular sort of time or otherwise I don't get him back in the past. Thoughts? Could be that. Could be OB. Right? OB just doing what needs to get done. It could even be Kang or, you know, a, a version of Kang that wants to stabilize things so that they can start fighting again in the multiverse. I don't know who it is, but he's look. You're right. He's looking at Sylvie, and he's being pruned from the rear side. So he's not being pruned from Sophie, or at least, or excuse me, not Sophie, Sylvie, or at least the Sylvie that we see. It could be another Sylvie behind him. To it could be anybody. It could be Loki himself or variants of Loki. You know, whatever. I don't know, but that's going to be a minor mystery as we go forward. Another minor mystery is going to be the X5 and General Docs and how that all thing. I don't know if that's a MacGuffin of these are what appear to be bad people, but they're really trying to do good things, right? Or if they really are bad people. So I don't know. It's too early to tell one of the one way or the other. But I'll tell you this: I didn't care for their like militant, like we we just need to focus. We you know we need to take them down. We need to find Sylvie. I, I didn't care for that too much but he needs some sort of adversity in the whole thing so hmm. docs at this point you know we'll figure it out but x5 no if you're gonna sit there and specifically ask about the jet skis like that and go ahead and get mobius talking about it and get him all excited that somebody else cares and then say dude i don't care just shut up no no matter what happens x5 is a bad guy and he should go hang out with scott See, I took it a different way. I took it as X5 knew that Mobius thought everybody was variants and that he was needling Mobius for that. Like, oh, you think that in a past life, this was you sort of thing. And remember, I, I'm trying to remember, I think we saw scenes in the first, uh, first season of somebody driving a jet ski, or maybe that was just me visualizing it. I don't remember seeing it on the rewatch, but I, I'm, I'm just thinking that he X five was needling Mobius over it, but you could be right too. He is doing a very good impression of Scott Summers. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't seem to be like the smartest guy. Like he's taking specific direction from general docs. I thought it was interesting how he, and her did like the forehead touch. That's symbolic in a lot of cultures. And General Docs was, this isn't the optimal situation. But then again, because General Docs thinks pruning is correct in order to save everything. It is, do we let time go run amok because even loki when they sees the time loom just went this is a disaster and Ouroboros was like yes it is and then when they were setting everything up he's like you got an hour and then the glass starts to crack you have five minutes you have to go now yeah that whole sequence reminded me of passengers a bit if you ever saw the movie passengers i know it's got its detractors i still like it to this day i recognize the i'll call it what it is the rapiness of it but i do like it as an adventure 
And I just, the whole scene just reminded me of Passengers pretty much right there. Also, is General Docs the original Karen? No, I don't think so. <sighs> Trying to get you guys to laugh. I know what you're talking about. The ultimate one who does not like customer retail and is like my Starbucks is one degree hotter than I wanted it to be. I don't think the original, perhaps in the same wheelhouse, but not quite the original, Karen. All right, we're we're headed into episode two. We're going to see it in a couple of days. We waited until Sunday to record this. So what do you guys think we're going to see? I mean, you got Sylvie in you know, Oklahoma in 1982. You've got Mobius and I want to say B-15, right? I'm trying to remember her name. And Loki and OB and Casey. Oh, we can't forget Casey. Oh, poor Casey. Casey's been through so much. Oh, poor Casey, who's never seen a fish. That Casey knows of. Casey might have seen a fish, but has had his memory wiped. Because remember, you don't have a memory of when your memory's been wiped. You have no idea what you've seen or what you haven't seen, which is really sad. Before I know we wrap up, I know we're talking about what we see do you think this season will learn that Renslayer has never had her memory wiped because it would explain certain things that we saw in their office and some of the things she said during season one? Yeah, I don't think she's been mind wiped ever. I think she's retained her whole memory and the way she was playing Mobius in her discussions with him several times in her office. I just can't let it go. She was in cahoots with the king variant yeah the, having somebody in that position i think even if she has had her memory wiped they found a way to make it be very very selective in what it is or they've gone back and retaught her some things that they need her to know because they couldn't make the wipe be as selective as they wanted it to be do you think the yellow hover truck driver is really okay I gotta believe it. If you don't see a body, they're not dead. Okay. Loki said they'd be okay. Comic book <laughs> rules. Wait a minute. Does Miss Minutes time slip? Miss Minutes has got to be the one that gets the message from He Who Remains, gets it to Renslayer. So, in a way, is Miss Minutes time slipping among her programming? So at the end of season one, he who remains is dead. Sylvie takes care of him, right? right? The only two left at the end there would be Sylvie and Miss Minutes. Right. So is Miss Minutes working for Sylvie now? No, I think Miss I think Miss Minutes went into the pad and is with Renslayer. That's my thought. Chris, you got a thought or you just mm -hmm. This is gonna be a very big mystery. It, I hadn't even considered it before. I just kind of thought of her as just the face they put on the AI voice kind of thing. So, ooh, seeing her become sentient and everything, this is going to get really interesting. Marvel has been playing Miss Mizz up, right? So she's been involved in some highlight reels for Marvel Studios and that sort of thing. I don't know if they were just playing it up because they knew she was popular. There's a possibility she's just going to stick around for a while. 
Personally, I think this whole series is a side note for the MCU. I, I just think it's a side quest, and it's going to be a fun story following Loki around, but at the end of the day, it's not going to matter at all. Yes, we'll have Kang, and we'll have Kang variants, and we're going to go into that in the main MCU with or without Jonathan Majors, but I just don't see this really mattering for the MCU. There is that tie-in from the end of Doctor Strange 2, the stinger. But maybe it's just a primer. Like, you don't need to do this homework, but this homework will reinforce what you need to know for the overall movies or ruin it because WandaVision established Wanda as a more complex character than Doctor Strange 2 did. I know that was a lot of complaints for those who had seen WandaVision and then saw her in Doctor Strange 2. They thought it conflicted. I know I did. Yeah. And that's why I don't think it's going to matter much because I think they're going to tell nice. I think what they're going to do in the future, kind of coming out of Secret Invasion, is that there will be nice side quests, but they won't really impact the full story. That's just what I see that in the future, kind of like how they were playing the whole Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the MCU. Yeah, there were some limited crossovers, but the story didn't matter. And by the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the story really didn't matter because you were off in your own multiverse at that point. So, I just, I see them as hitting the easy button and that these Disney Plus shows, which were touted and marketed as part of the MCU, being less consequential as we go forward inside the MCU. So they can focus on their their main shows, which is a little bit, I think, and this is just me postulating, I guess, but it's a little bit uh, of a change from the Disney Corporation for what they're doing it with Star Wars, because everything that's going on right now in Star Wars is applicable towards the movies. But Star Wars is more focused right now, in my opinion, on the series versus the movies, whereas the MCU, they still want those big box office budget hits so it's kind of swap between uh the two on dis uh, on uh disney plus on inside marvel studios my opinion anyway if marvel is trying to make the movies be the big thing then i think that's the right move having these series is just be like cool here's the bridge between a couple things we can either have like a two second explanation of what happened in a movie or if you really want to know you can go back and watch the series but you, know, you don't need to watch it but it's a good time if you do i guess maybe what i'm really trying to do is lower my own expectations so if you have lower expectations it's hard to disappoint if you have high expectations it's easy to disappoint that sort of thing so just i i think in order for me to enjoy these i just need to lower my expectations and if i'm wrong i'm wrong I'm not really lowering my expectations. I'm just taking it as a course in a meal. The previous course may have tied into this one. This course may tie into the other one. But if it doesn't and it's a delicious course all on its own, I'll be happy. All right, Chris, you got anything else before we close it up? I'm just really excited for how fun this series is looking like it's going to be. I'm really curious about who the big bad is going to be in this one because 
you could have it be the TVA. You could have it be he who remains somehow. You could have it be a Kang. Like we're still pretty wide open. And yeah, we've only got like six episodes to have the story come together. So, oh, this is just going to be so much fun. Michelle? As I said, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to some great performances. I like the chemistry among the cast. I'm looking forward to a big jet ski ride off into the sunset at the end of this. Let's hope it comes true. All right, next time we're going to be running down Loki Season 2, Episode 2. To my knowledge, we do not have a title for that episode yet. I think Disney Plus has been pretty static in its, we'll give you the title when the episode comes out sort of thing. So we'll look forward to that. In the meantime, Michelle, what do you think we should get up to? We should time slip our way out to a McDonald's. Thank you for joining us for our coverage of season two Loki premiere. And we look forward to covering this over the next several weeks and running this story to ground. If you want to talk to us, please find us on our Discord server at getageek.com slash Discord. Join in the conversation. It will be fun postulating this, especially since the Disney Star Wars series Ahsoka is over with. So this is the main thing on Disney Plus at the moment. Thank you to all of our listeners and for sticking with us. I appreciate you being with us all this time. Listeners are fun. Co-hosts are fun. Other podcasts are fun. If you like other podcasts, you should check out Play Comics, which, holy crap, when was the last time I put out an episode? That needs to change. Past me. You should fix that. Past You're going to have to tell me how that works after we get out of here because i just i the pat you're telling past you okay all right so that's it for this week until next time i'm director sp i'm agent michelle and i'm agent chris past i mean future you could talk to future you You i don't how are you gonna it doesn't make any sense i'm just yelling into the void and hoping it works at this point happy birthday mom happy Happy birthday. birthday Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2023.